Hi. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the first episode of Live Lunch in 2019. Yes. Woo. Whoop, whoop. Before we begin, I got you a Christmas present. No. Yeah. It's a bit late. Merry Christmas. I did order it. Johan. It didn't arrive. You are amazing. But do you want want me to open it publicly? Yeah, Yeah. Do you know that's a risk? No, I don't think this is going to be a risk. Oh, I really? think this is going to you be. Think I'm going to be delighted with it. You are going to be delighted. And I'm oh, going to be man. delighted. Is it socks? And oh my word! It is <laughs> socks. Oh my goodness! Wow. Okay. Show us first. Well, I don't. I, I. I don't know if I can. It just. It's, it's, I said they only to just get them into their sock shape. I feel like you. I. I really don't know them. what to do about these. Where I, I, mm, Yeah. They're red. <laughs> Can you imagine preaching? Yeah, I'm not, no, I can't. Like goes out. I don't hey. want to. Okay, so they, I wanted to get them to sock shape, but they're too well ironed. There you go, Johan socks. No, they're your socks. Well, they, yeah, no, fair enough. I said Johan socks, not Johans. Because so oh, okay. they are mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so this is a new brand of sock. Yeah. Available from local distributors uh, and uh, going for the the price of how much did you pay for these Johan? Oh, no don't, no, don't answer don't that awkward, that's wrong no, it would be very awkward but thank you Merry Christmas gosh thank did you have a good Christmas um, uh, yeah I did I had such a good Christmas that I, I was a little bit of a shock to, to come back to uh, the, 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 the new year because um, you know when you stop and you rest and you think oh man I should do this a bit longer. Um, so um, it, it, it's, it was very, it was a blessing to stop. It really was. And, and we, um, uh, yeah, family stuff and uh, children enjoyed it, I think. And uh, yeah, good, good, good time. Family time. Oh. Anyway, so. Upward. Technical <laughs> fail, sign breathing. So yeah, how about Just your Christmas? Just to say, sorry, I had a really good Christmas. I was at family as well. And I feel the same. Coming back was a bit of a shock to the yeah. system. I watched some really good Christmas TV. The Asim Chaudhry and Stephen Marchant uh, movie on BBC iPlayer. For the life of me, I can't remember what... I didn't see a movie with Stephen Marchant, so I don't amazing. know. I can't help you there. It was a comedy. Okay. Um, the, na- the name is totally... I've gone blank on the name. It's brilliant. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah. BBC iPlayer, Asim Chaudhry, Stephen Marchant, look it up. It's brilliant. I did, no one saw the... You didn't see the Agatha... What was it called? The murder, ABC murder or something? ABC death or something? They, well, these very Christmassy things they bring out in the, in the seasonal time. Killing and blood and death, which is um, it's kind of in, in keeping with the theme of Christmas. But, but yeah. I, I uh, yeah, I watched that. It was in three parts. And it was, it was the classic kind of, let's completely change this. And yeah, I, it, was, it was well shot though, well acted. John Malkovich was brilliant, good actor. And did you cook Christmas dinner? I did, mm. yeah. I mean, you, we should do a live lunch where you cook for us. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. In Joel's kitchen. <laughs> live lunch yeah. in Joel's kitchen, should we do that? yeah. That is a cooking really program. I mean, we were live on Christmas Day yeah. and almost wound up at your home. That's true, but yeah, yeah. You decided to pop here. into the office. Uh, just for a moment, just to pass to the flock. Just yeah. thought, yeah, can't, can't not do that. So we, we uh, yeah, we did the whole thing. We did the turkey and all the rest. It's, I actually really enjoy it. It's my DIY. I, I've, I rarely get the freedom to put up shelves. Yeah. My wife does not really like me with a drill, um, with a hammer, you know, things like that. She's like, no, no, don't, don't touch that. We'll get someone around because uh, I'm apparently more likely to blow things up. Uh, yeah. With so the drill and the I get I get less opportunities to make real things, so yeah. I make dinner instead. Ah. That's how I kind of relax. And I do. Brilliant. I really enjoy it. I enjoy it. 
The key and I might have noticed we do not have the lovely Megan Lara Nicholas now. She got married. Wow, Megan um, Lara Nick. Yeah. So so hold on a minute. But that instead, is the, the announcement. Megan got married. That was the big thing. At Megan Christmas. got married. Yeah. To Joel, to Joel Nicholas. Amazing day. Fantastic. Yeah. What a, what a couple they a are. Lovely wedding. Bless you. Well Very done, Megan wedding. and Laura. Me, she she though Laura is. Sorry, Megan is ill. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was, I was going to say. Sorry. Oh, hello. Hello. Okay, oh, hello. Shall I present the coffees to you? Yes, please. Thank you very please. much. What, who's what for? Uh, oat milk, flat white. Am I, am I, have you got me Americano? Am I Americano? I don't think that would have got through on time, I'm afraid. Oh, is it not? Okay. So I'll have, the, I'll have whatever's I have going. I have what's what. I think mine is the latte. Thank you. The latte. Thank You're you. Welcome. Good man. We are in the middle of two weeks of prayer and fasting at Emmanuel, so this is going to be a different live lunch. So there's no live lunch lunch without without lunch. lunch. Dead lunch. Yes. Thank you very much. You tell, just give it a sniff. (laughs) All right. So So Megan has got tonsillitis Mm. after just getting married. Yeah, we not, miss you, Megan. Not good. Get well soon. So we pray for you. And, and you know, I, I, um, I had the same. When Kate and I got married, I, I was within a few weeks got tonsillitis and, and uh, glandular fever. So I do relate to you, Megan, and uh, we will pray for your recovery. It's a toughie. But we do um, have the lovely Simon Braiding with us. Simon. Uh, if you send in a question on Instagram and on Facebook, I will write it down and it might make it through to the show. But you could just like get attention and ask the question rather than write it down. Yeah, yeah. So no, maybe they have to type it as a comment. Yeah. So thanks for helping us, Simon. Um, yeah. This week we started, just before we start, um, Jim Foreman popped in. Jim Foreman, who's an elder at. Oh, hello. We have. Here we go. Americana? Americana for Oh, so who wants the. Re- <laughs> I'll take that. Do you want the Americana? Is it- oh, do you want this, son? I'll take your Really? Oh, mate. Gosh. Really? Thanks, there you go. I have my leftovers. James Holman, who lives in the North anyone? Lane and is one of the elders at Emmanuel, um, popped in a few minutes ago before we began to film, and he said he asked me a really very deep question, a profound question, which I'm going to ask you. Uh, he said, "Wow, if you, what would you do on the eighth day? So let's assume you God gave you an extra day in the week. Oh, the right. eighth day, yeah." He created the world in seven recipes. Yeah, and this is an give unplanned question. It is an unplanned question. All our questions are unplanned. This is life. Of course. We don't plan anything. Oh, um, eighth day. What would you do on the eighth day? On the unplanned day. Mm-hmm. Um, what would I do? Gosh, I, I'm, okay, so eighth day, eighth day, eighth day, eighth day. I'm, I'm generally poor at answering these kinds of questions where you have to be quickly creative. Yeah. So... Um, but it got me thinking when he asked the question. I'll talk so you can think for a bit. Hey, Logo says he will read. Yeah. Okay, she speaks for me. I, it shows you something that you really enjoy. Well, it does. If you were given a bonus extra day, yeah. you would choose the thing that you enjoyed the most. So it reveals something about who but you are. But if you say, I would do something restful, Yeah. that says something, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. It says you're not resting. Yeah. Oh, very if you say, oh, I would Sabbath, you'd be like, wait, that's, you're supposed to Sabbath. So what's going on there? So could be, that's what the seventh day I guess is it would be, I think when I said rest, I would say, if I wouldn't do a nine to five job on that eighth day. I would do something which I had the luxury of time to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would um, swim with dolphins. I can imagine you swimming with dolphins. I can't. That was a total lie. I would go nowhere near that. 
But but um, you can lounge around in your new socks of... <laughs> and read a book. Lounge round or dance round? This is yeah. It's, I'm trying to just. I'm just. I can't process them yet. That's These socks are amazing. Please give me wear them to an occasion where I'm present. <laughs> On my head. <laughs> on your head. On your ears. <laughs> As a balaclava. Yeah. Cool. But so, yeah, no, so I, I, my answer, my best answer to that is a complete uh, tangent, mm-hmm. um, which is that actually the Sabbath is the day that, w- the first day that we woke up to. Mm. Isn't that amazing? It is wonderful. That we were made on the sixth day. The first day, the first full day is the Sabbath. Mm. God starts by working, we start by resting. There you have it. Isn't that good? That's so deep. So everything we do is out of rest. We go to work, but not before we've rested. First thing God says to Adam, now have a day off. Great. Isn't that interesting? Wow. So we work out of rest. Well, I feel like I want to unpack that a little bit just to get to understand that. But well, it comes up a bit. Actually, I think what we're going to talk about will touch on that. Will it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, there you go. Spoiler for the rest so of the it show. It wasn't planned, but it was planned somehow. Wow. It's like we, are, we have a connection. Or maybe mm. Jim has a connection with you. Yeah. Um... This Sunday, we began our new series, Thrive. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do a 30-second summary of the series? Yeah, so we're just what talking. what the preach was on? Start of the year, the, mm-hmm. the, the atmosphere is definitely um, a bit more self-improvement, development, personal development, growth. That's the normal thing. You don't, you know, you, you get that from everybody at the start of the year. You get it from, you know, your kind of podcasters and your YouTube gurus and your... your, your um, just your you know, motivational speakers and maybe from your boss, maybe from, from the guys above you on the, on the management tree, just saying, you know, how's your time management this year? How, how, are you going to outperform last year? What are you going to get higher, higher um, quotas, high, you know, high targets? And everyone starts the year with that kind of mentality, even if we don't mean to, because I think culturally it's kind of in the, in the bloodstream, it's in the, in the air, you know, all the gym memberships rocket at the start of the year. Um, and and it's good. That's a that's a, that's something that's um, healthy, I suppose. Um, but we want to talk during this series about how to do that in the gospel, how to do that in grace, how to do that in Jesus, because I think it's, that makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking about that really. Brilliant. So the first speech is on YouTube. Uh, there will be a link below this video when the video goes onto YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been reading uh, Hebrews over December and now into January and I'm on Hebrews for I'm, I'm doing a couple of verses every day um, and you're reading a commentary as you go through it I'm reading a commentary as I go through it the by the mighty John Owen by the mighty John Owen yeah yeah um, oh it's fantastic yeah uh, the first few chapters in, in in Hebrews all about Jesus and and the stuff he unpacks about uh, about I'm, I'm really enjoying it it's one of those books where you'd recommend it oh highly it's to, the to everybody because he's a bit stodgy in his language. It's not so. I've got the um, modern version, the modern version, the edited version Good. by today's a blank day. Alistair McGrath, I think, Alistair is McGrath one of the series it, yeah. editors. Yeah. Series, yeah. So if if you can find the book, it's fantastic. John Owen on, on Hebrews. Yeah. Um, and so I'm in Hebrews four now, and I think I'll probably be in Hebrews for the next six months, which I'm really I'm really excited about because it's a it's a brilliant brilliant book. I did take eight years in, in Isaiah. That was one of the highlights of my life, doing spending all that time with, with Isaiah using yeah. Motia. But anyway, going back to Hebrews, um, Hebrews 4 talks about entering into the rest that God provides us with um, and taking advantage of that through faith. And it, it seems, to, and, and John Owen argues that it's not the rest that is to come in eternity, but it's the rest that we can enjoy now yes. uh, in this lifetime. And I didn't even feel like he was talking about a particular day. I think he was talking about a state of being at rest. Um 
but there's also that sense of bearing fruit and being effective with your life and, and, and building rhythms in into your life and, and doing stuff, putting effort into your life to make your life fruitful, as we looked at in in, in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess the, the question that I have comes from probably the misunderstanding and, and the danger that, that people could have of Christianity and of our union in Christ and the and the message of grace and, and what we've been given and associating it with with a sense of laziness. Yeah. And oh, I don't need to do anything. Uh, I, Jesus has done it all for me. So now I can sit back yeah. and play video games. Yeah. But that's not it. No, it's not it. And because and grace um, doesn't, isn't intended to make us lazy. Um, it's certainly intended to give us rest. Um, but those aren't the same things. And G- Jesus uh, came offering rest uh, explicitly in Matthew chapter 11. And as you say in Hebrews, that's the great theme of the letter. And so much of scripture emphasizes rest as God's blessing and God's, God's uh, um, will for us. And actually, like I said, even in the G- Genesis uh, chapters 1 and 2, uh, the 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 state of our being is rest at the start and then um, work comes out of it. I think I, I, there's so many ways to see, to sort of answer this question um, in terms of there's so many ways the Bible speaks into it. So many ways the Bible kind of answers this issue of doesn't grace make you lazy? Um, maybe the, one of the sort of simplest ways is to say uh, laziness isn't happy. Laziness doesn't make you joyful. Uh, laziness is miserable. No one, lazy people are not happy generally, generally speaking. Um, uh, they, or at least they're not, they're not enjoying <laughs> fully. They might think they're happy, but in terms of what, what could be got out of life, um, not scratching the surface. Um, and, uh, and that's one of the things that, that, um, uh, I really wanted to recommend today is actually this book that so it's linked with what we're talking about. This is a beaten up old copy. This is Dr. Martin Lloyd Jones wrote this book. I guess it's 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 kind of a compilation of sermons that are relevant to the theme of depression. Uh, the book is called Spiritual Depression: Its Causes and Cure, and uh, I've recommended it to so many people because I, as a pastor, so I get used to talking and praying with people in the church and not in the church. Who, who would say, I struggle with depression. And, and uh, so many of us as Christians, are, you know, I think in reality have to deal with at least the, 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 uh, some of the features of depression and know how to handle our emotional well-being and stay joyful, stay rejoicing, stay happy. Is that, is that realistic in this life? Can you actually be joyful and happy? Or is that just a kind of Christian gloss that we put over the, the real pain of life, that we just smile and sing songs and pretend to be happy? Martin Lloyd-Jones was a, was a medical doctor who uh, uh, became a, a preacher some early in the 20th century. And uh, towards uh, uh, the 1950s and 60s, he um, um, yeah, would have done the sermons that were compiled into this, this book. And um, it's, it's a very, very helpful, wonderful, rich book I recommend to anybody, absolutely anybody. Even if you're not a believer in Jesus, I'd still recommend this book, Spiritual Depression. Uh, it's such a helpful way to explain uh, Christianity as much as anything else, but it also applies it to our emotional well-being. 
the reason I mention it is because one of the best chapters in it is the, is the book, is the chapter called Discipline. I'm trying to find it in, this is an old, very beaten up old copy. I think this is older. This book is actually older than the author. It's, uh, it, it's, it's so old. But it's, um, he, he, he preached this message from 2 Peter 1, which I, I kind of tried to use a bit on Sunday, um, on discipline. And his point is, is it, Peter says in this chapter, if you uh, make every effort to unpack your faith, uh, you know, to live out your faith, to practice your faith with zeal and passion, it will keep you from being uh, unfruitful and ineffective in your faith. Um, so Peter's saying the way to be productive, you know, at the start of the year, we want to be fruitful, we want to be productive, we want to be flourishing, thriving, we want to do, you know, do our rounds at the gym, we want to get out there and do stuff, this, this, you know, New Year's resolutions, time management, all the rest. Uh, we, we want to be fruitful. We want to make our lives worthwhile. Peter says, actually, it's in the exercising of your faith, believer in Jesus. If you believe Jesus, now believe him with your life. Believe him in your, your deeds, your activities. Plan your life. Schedule your life. Get hold of your life. Be practical with your and, and intentional with your time. Uh, be really focused. Because actually, that will stop you from being unproductive. And actually, that will help you. That will guard you against depression. Many people are depressed more than they need to be because they, they actually, they've never quite made the jump from, yeah, I believe in Jesus and I, I'm grateful that Jesus loves me, to I believe in Jesus and therefore I'm going to get the most out of my life. I'm going to do, do life wholeheartedly. And, they, and starting to take it as a practical seriousness will release us from what can end up being emotional bondage and sorrow and sense of waste and failure. We don't have to live there. Many Christians would feel like, yeah, I believe in Jesus and that means that I'm, I get to be forgiven. You know, I get to go to heaven. These are, these are um, many... Many, many believers will, will assume that it goes that far, which is, you know, I'm glad that people will feel the freedom of forgiveness. But the freedom that Christ brings is more than that. The freedom is actually to do with being genuinely united with him. And if you're joined with Jesus, well, yeah, you're joined with the one who has already succeeded. So you're joined to the one who gives you rest. Like John Owen's saying, it's like this, that's for now. We can rest assured that we're received, we're welcomed, we have, a, we have someone who's always praying for us, we're never going to be separated from him. We're free from the kind of restlessness that makes us pressured and panicky. A lot of people set their new year up out of restlessness. I set my New Year's resolutions, I build my time management schedule, I try and set targets that are potentially quite unrealistic out of restlessness, out of trying to prove myself. If I do these things, I will have proved myself. I'll arrive. I'll be the kind of person that I, I always wanted to be. And if only I could only be that person, then I will have arrived. The gospel sets you free from it. That's, that's restlessness. That's, that's not where we live. But So we're free from that. But we're also free from the feeling like I will never be productive. I will never be the kind of person that can manage my time. I will never be the kind of person that can be disciplined. Why? Because you're joined to the most focused individual there's ever been. You're joined to the man who is so passionate, so focused, so ambitious, so, so loving the world, giving himself, serving wholeheartedly. You've been joined to him. So Christian, 
whether you like it or not, you're, you're, you're sharing your life with him. And you know, some of us can imagine the person that we know who is most energetic and most uh, effective and most, you know, ugly word, driven. I tell you, you put that person next to Jesus, they'll look very boring and dull. Mm. Jesus is fiery and exciting and life-giving in his passion. And you joined with him. He's, he's living in you and you're living in him. So to sort of see, well, I can't do this stuff is to miss the point. Mm. And Peter says in one Peter, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, for this very reason, you know, for the reason that you've been joined with Christ, make every effort. Brilliant. So laziness is not the fruit of the gospel. It, it misses the point of the gospel. Brilliant. Something you, you talked about in your preach was things you must do, things you could do and things you ought to do. Uh, and how you make the right decisions and make the right choices to yeah. make your time more productive. Uh, I was just wondering, is there anything in, from your own life that you could share of some of the decisions you had to make to make the right choices? Yeah, so, so uh, the, the, the passage, to go back to it again, it's, it's, it's the place where in, 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 in this chapter we have those words that m- might be familiar to some people watching and listening. Um, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through our knowledge of him. And the, the NIV translates it a little bit more helpfully. He is, his divine power has given us everything we need mm-hmm. for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. Everything we need for life and godliness. But it doesn't say he's given us everything we need to keep everybody happy or everything we need to be be uh, somebody else. You know, Everything we need to... Um, uh, to, 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 to make everybody like us. Uh, it doesn't say that. It, God does not give you everything you need for that. That's not promised. What is promised is he's given you everything you need for life and godliness. Mm-hmm. That's, that's important because part of thriving um, and being effective and fruitful is deciding on what things I am called to do. What does godliness and life look like for me? And chances are, and most certainly in the end, they will be the things that most excite you, really. You were born to, to, be, to rejoice in doing God's will. So the things that, that you're called to do with your life, um, set aside anything else if it gets in the way of it. And so you asked me for my personal examples. I guess I, guess I could think of one example for immediately, and it, it's just use it occasionally in, in preaching is that I can remember a time when I was, I guess I was in my sort of late teens, early twenties where I, I realized that I personally wasn't going to make the progress I wanted to make in my um, communion with God without more ruthless commitment to daily prayer. Mm. And so I, I, I thought, right, well, I'm going to do because everything I did, whenever I let it slide, whenever I let it drift, I just lost it. If I said, oh, I'll pray when I feel like it, or I'll pray when, I get a you know I get a few minutes where I feel inspired or sometime in the day. I'll, whenever I let something drift in that lazy way, it doesn't happen. If you just let it happen when you feel like it, it won't happen. You you won't ever feel like it in that way. Not enough. Um, and so I thought well, I'm going to have to prioritize it. I'm going to have to set set it up as a thing I do, whether I feel like it or not. Uh, but as time goes on, you start realizing it. It's actually the thing that gives you the most joy. But it, it was um, it was by by setting my clock. Um, earlier, I can't remember how earlier it was, but I just I said I'm going to do this, and I knew that I'd tried before to set my clock earlier and got nowhere with getting you know obeying my alarm clock. So I thought the only way I can do this is by getting to bed earlier. And yeah, I'm in my late teens, early twenties. The worst time in life 
to, to do that. It's stupidest time in life to start saying, right, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to bed. But I had to get used to going through a season where I was the guy going to bed a bit early. And I even had some good friends, godly, good, good guys, who would just be saying to me, um, yeah, why don't you stay up? What's wrong with you? Why you know, can we stay up and do something? And I, I, I had to be a bit strict and even a little hard, not hard for the sake of being hard, but just occasionally saying, no, no, I'm not doing that. And I guess that's just one example. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fairly ordinary one, but it's pretty important. Um, to say I'm going to get time with God means you're going to have to say you're not going to get time doing some other things. Mm-hmm. And you will have to sometimes disappoint people, um, just sometimes. And if you can't do that, you're not, you're not doing what Peter says, making every effort. But it means that you're living out what that verse says. It, you're, he's given you everything you need for life and godliness. Mm. Um, and so just saying, I'm prepared to burn this, to torch that. I'm prepared to drop that. Because although I could do that, I don't, have, I'm, I don't must do that. I don't have to do that. It's going for the things that I must do mm. as opposed to the things that, yeah, I could do. Mm. Um, that's the key. I remember some time ago you, you spoke about making decisions and even the word decide mm. has side in it, which means put to death. And you do, when you make a decision, you put to death a whole bunch of other situations and a whole, other, a whole bunch of other options. Yeah. And so to make decisions that lead to life, so d- d- kill some things. Yeah. So decid- you know, decide is the word decide. Where, you know, it's the root of the word deciduous. Mm. So like a tree is either an evergreen coniferous tree, which is always got green. A deciduous tree is one that gets cut off every autumn. All the leaves just fall. Mm. And, it, it, and so for months it looks bare and plain because it's decided. It's cut, it's, it's cut things off. It's cut. Mm. That's what the word literally means. It means cut. And, uh, and so when you decide, it's like you cut your options. Yeah. And you look a little bare for a while. Anyone that's ever made a decision, a real decision, has had to go through a, a while of yeah. their life feeling the pain of it. Brilliant. Oh, I've lost something. I've lost. If I decide something, it means I lose something. Yeah. But I lose it because I'm going to bear fruit. I'm going to be fruitful. I'm going to, this, these, this is going to grow back big time. Yeah. I think we've got time for one last question. And the question I want to ask you about is, he used the phrase thieves of time. Yeah. What are some of the thieves of time in, in people's lives that you, you need to be careful of and be mindful of so that you can reclaim some of your time back yeah. or redeem some of your time yeah. to bear fruit and be effective? Yeah, I, it's funny. I, I was, Malcolm X wasn't a Christian, but he, he said one thing that always struck with me years ago when I read it. He said, um, I don't respect anyone who doesn't wear a watch. <laughs> He said, because time, time is short. We've got to get on with life. Time for time, life is urgent. And um, I mean, I, I, as he's saying it in a strong way. I think I don't respect him with a wear a watch. Maybe a bit daft because Jesus didn't wear a watch. But, it, but the point, I, I just like, I like the kind of lesson in urgency. Paul says in Ephesians you know, 5, uh, make use of the time. The, the, the days are evil. Um, you know, redeem the time. It means that for someone who's joined with Jesus, anyone who says that Jesus is living in them has no business wasting time. You, you, you just, it's ridiculous. You're, you're, you're not, you belong to Jesus. He lives inside you. Come on. Uh, he, he rose from the dead. Uh, so you just, uh, the thing, the problem is we, we can usually give a good argument for time wasting. That's the, 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 the danger, the, the subtle danger. Um, and so there's some things that are obviously, oh, I could never do that. I would never, do, I would never, you know, get hammered or, or I'd never go, go to those places or get in, indulge in, in this kind of immorality. Um, that's not necessarily the big thief of time. The big thief of time might be something way more innocent. It might just be hours online 
just constant gossip on Facebook or just frankly any time on some social media is is dubious. So there's some there's some you know just stuff that you think well I I, I could, it's it's going back to that I could make an argument for this. But just come back again to the musts. Just reminding yourself, what must I do? Be fueled by that. If you if you actually develop a passion for what you could do with your life and what God might want to do through your life, it will set you free from a lot of triviality. So I would say, watch your phone, watch your digital time, watch your gossip time, <laughs> watch watch anything that inclines you to gossip. Uh, watch watch just foolish foolish talk that's, that doesn't have any purpose or meaning to it. I have to watch that. And I'm not saying it's because I've arrived, but I'd say just th- these are the things we need to be watching. They're thieves and we need to, to, to watch for them. On that happy note, it's time to bring live lunch to an end. Put your phone down. <laughs> yeah, that's and, right. Uh, Do, go yeah, the YouTube, for example, <laughs> podcasts. I mean, oh, mate, don't say that. It's, just, yeah. it's our bread and butter on this show. People are don't talk about YouTube bread and butter. To, sorry. Uh, thanks for joining in. We will see you bread and next butter. week. Let's, uh, continue we love some things on YouTube. All things in moderation, says the Lord. Mm-hmm.